Welcome back to the second episode of the Gambling Couch Podcast. My name is Connor Butts, and today I am joined by Jordan Dyer. Uh, Justin is uh, not feeling great. He's a bit under the weather, so Jordan will be my co-host for today. Jordan, welcome. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a co-host on the Lovecast, and we're super excited to have uh, the Gambling Couch on the feed, so this is super fun. Awesome. Yeah, so we're just going to start by going over our picks and uh, how Justin and I did last time. So I went four and two, uh, not counting the soccer play because Liverpool did not put their best lineup forward like I anticipated. So I didn't lock it in until I saw the lineup and they didn't put their best lineup forward. So I didn't take the spread. I, ha- I should have had Justin tweet that. So that's on me. So I went four and two, not counting that play, four and three, including that play. But I hit my two unit, two team teaser um, with the Yankees money line and the Rays money line. That was pretty free. I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty free two-teamer. I think two-teamers in the MLB are phenomenal, and I got another one coming today. Uh, Justin ended up 3-1. and one. The only one that he missed, I believe, was the Avs Blues uh, over 6.5. That came with very, very under. But uh, nevertheless, pretty good records to start, Jordan. Very good. That's very impressive. Uh, the one I, the one bet that fucking keeps me up at night is Jalen Brown's under 23.5 points. I mean, I think he had 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was just, it was hard to just watch him rack up the points when it didn't fucking matter. Um, and as a Celtics fan, it hurt to watch him play well when it didn't fucking matter. But um, I think he had, I think he had 15. And also uh, <laughs> he hit like, he went to the line. He was, he's terrible from the line. And then he hit two foul shots to get the over and then just came out. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> um, really he, he, he hadn't made, he hadn't made two free throws in a row all night and he was sitting at 22 points and we're like, watch this. He's going to fucking make both. And, uh, and he did. So that was kind of painful. I'm not going to lie, but uh, that leads us into, into game two tonight. We're going to talk about game two. We got Celts plus three and a half and the over under at two Oh eight. Jordan, what are your thoughts on the spread? Uh, the spread. Um, I know you like Celts. Um, I don't like either side. Uh, if I had to take a play, I would take Heat money line um, because of the way the line's moving. But with that said, I don't like anything there. Um, what do you like? Yeah, I, I, the reason I like Celtics three and a half, I think it's a bit of an exaggeration from last game. Uh, when you look at how the game really played out, it was one quarter that cost the Celtics where they got blown up by like 25 points. Um, we have smart back, so I really think that adding another ball handler on the floor, you know, avoids a 22 to two run to start the fucking quarter. I don't think that run ever happens. Um, and all that run, those runs are rare too, but I just feel like that the Celtics, um, I think they're going to play the same way. I think they're going to be able to be effective offensively. And if they can just avoid their, you know, whatever it was, seven turnovers in a quarter, something like that, I think they're going to be okay. I don't really, I can see them scrapping this game all the way to the end. Uh, whether they're going to win, I don't know, but I, that's why I like the three and a half because I think this could be a free throw game in the end. Yeah, um, the only reason I, I said Heat money line is because they opened at 204, um, and then a ton of bets are coming in on the Celts, and that moves the Heat's money line down to minus 165 I'm seeing now, uh, which I just think is good value. I'm not taking it, but uh, like I said, if I had to take a play, that would be it, but yeah. Um, Celts, I, I could easily see them covering three and a half. Yeah, right. There's no reason that they can't make this a free throw game. Um, yeah, they're they're obviously good enough too, and so and, you know, so I think they're they're good enough to keep it close for the whole game. Um, I think at yeah, one sixty five, 
is great value if you're getting, you know, three and a half points on the spread. That's actually a really, really good value bet um, because I think that those numbers don't correlate. So, but I, my gut's telling me sells three and a half and I, you know, I bet against them last time and I felt like an asshole, but it hit. Um, so I think I need to back my C's tonight and uh, let's see what happens. But the over under 208 after a bloodbath uh, last time, we have a very, very low total. Uh, once again, it's much higher than last game's. But still, you know, nowhere close to what the total we saw last game. So, what are you thinking there? Yeah, again, uh, I like. I'm I'm not going to take this play, but I would definitely lean over here. Uh, it opened at 206. I'm seeing 60 percent of the bets on the over. It's now at 208, like you said. Um, I don't know. I I don't know why uh, Vegas is underrating how well these teams score. Like. I know they both play great defense, but Jimmy's playing out of his mind. Tatum can get 30 uh, any given night. And we both teams have shooters everywhere you look. So, I mean, they, they crushed that uh, line last game, and the Celtics scored 14 points in a quarter. So uh, I definitely see this going over. Oh, I don't see why the line is so low. I think that, you know, both teams do play tremendous defense, but both teams also can shoot the shit out of the ball. They're so gifted offensively and so talented. Uh, on both sides of the ball, but offensively, they just they can put up points like crazy. Uh, I think the Celtics can can get um, they're going to get theirs, and I think the Heat at home they're going to put up another big number. Um, you know whether they have the explosive third quarter, they probably don't. But even if they don't, they that's you know number still would have gone over if they didn't put up what was thirty nine points in the third quarter. See, they even put up twenty five. That number still goes over. So I, I think – I don't see why this game doesn't go over. I'm, I'm probably going to add the over to my card now that we're talking about it and, and juicing it up so much. But, no, I, I think the over is definitely a great play, um, and both teams are too gifted offensively to take the under. So that moves us into our next segment, which we're going to go over player props for this game. Jordan, why don't you start? I know you've got a prop for this game that you absolutely love. What, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so I have two that I love, and I also have a lean. So – my first one that I like is Tatum over 28 and a half points. Uh, it's at minus 121. He had 29 last game, and he did not play well, in my opinion. He had a great first half, but came out in the second half, wasn't very aggressive, didn't take many shots. So I think uh, he's going to come out uh, today a little more uh, determined. Um, and I think he's going to be more aggressive in the second half and down the stretch. And Honestly, he's just playing on another level right now in terms of scoring the ball. So I, I think 28 and a half, uh, he'll get to 30 tonight. Yeah, I think he's an auto 30 whenever he steps on the floor. I have this play on my card, too. I think that Tatum's been so insanely efficient on offense, too, when, he, when he's been taking shots, that if he just keeps shooting, like if, he, if the volume of his shots is high enough, there's no reason he can't get to 30. Um, you know, after having a cut or struggling in a couple games in the Bucs series, like he exploded in game six, had a phenomenal game seven, even had a phenomenal game, you know, shooting wise the other night. So I don't, there's no reason to me why Tatum can't get to 29. Um, he's kind of just a walking 30 at this point. You know, the shit he's doing on offense is spectacular. Um, and I know every time he gets a bucket, I just say bona fide superstar, but I think he is at this point. I think he's an elite scorer. Um, and I think he's a walking 30 every night. Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, so my next one is kind of a weird one. Uh, Robert Williams under one and a half assists. It's at 
minus 135, so you do have to lay a little juice. But I just think the way he plays, he's so rarely in a position to get assists. Uh, he's always either setting a screen, catching a lob, or fighting for boards. He's not um, a great passing big uh, just because that's not his game. He doesn't have to pass. He's, uh, he's so athletic and so good at what he does that that's not a part of his game. Uh, last game he had one assist, um, and I think he probably does the same here. He'll, he'll probably find someone, you know, cut into the basket after he gets an offensive board or something like that. But um, I don't see him getting two. Uh, yeah, I really like that play. Um, but you do have to lay some juice. Yeah, I, I think the juice is, is you know, well paid there. I think that's – I think you um, – I think you should pay the juice. I like that play. Rob Williams, he doesn't get the ball in positions to make plays. He's not, like you said, a playmaking big. His role is more of just a I I dunk basketball, set screen, block shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is totally fine. And I, and I, you know, he's phenomenal at that. So that's why, you know, I like him a lot. I love him actually. But no, I I, I do see why um there would be juice on under one and a half assists, but I do think that's a solid play as well. My next prop in this game, Tyler Hero, under one and a half three pointers, uh, at plus one seventeen. So this is this play intrigues me because, you know, watching game one, Tyler Hero didn't really uh, shoot that many threes. He his game is more coming off of screens now and kind of making plays for other people rather than just being a pure shooter. So I think that um, I think he's going to probably take them, take the threes. Whether he's going to hit them, I don't know because I know the Celts play, you know, obviously phenomenal perimeter defense. So, you know, I I, I understand like he's a shooter. But I see him getting one. I don't really see him getting in a position to hit two threes or hit two open threes. Yeah, he was one for five last game. Um, the Celtics apply, you know, tremendous pressure on the perimeter. I think Tyler Hero's game is more suited for, you know, coming off of a screen or, you know, getting by somebody and making a play in the paint. We saw him take a shit ton of floaters last game. I, you know, with plus money on this, I, I really like it. You know, the over was minus 150, but... I think, you know, getting getting plus money on the under here is is definitely a value play. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good play. Like you said, I think the Celtics are phenomenal at closing out on the three, um, not giving up many threes. I mentioned in our in the Lovecast that I thought Jimmy wouldn't uh, shoot as well from three. And I, I still think that. Um, but yeah, for for guys like Hero and Jimmy, the guys that you key in on, the Celts are really good at uh you know, running guys off the line. So I like that. Um, and then my final lean for this game is uh, Marcus Smart under 12 and a half points. It's minus 105. Uh, and the reasoning for that is uh, he's coming back after a missed game. The last time we saw him back after he missed the game, he shot two for nine. Um, he hasn't played the heat yet. He's, uh, you know, he's still going to have to feel it out this game. Um, and that, that game was game seven where he shot two for nine. He had 11 points and that was mostly cause he took seven free throws, which he doesn't usually get. Uh, I could see him, you know, getting four or five again, but I don't think, uh, he'll get to seven. And the reason that this is only a lean is cause he does have the ability to just score in bunches. Right. Uh, and at any given time he can, you know, hit multiple threes in a row and, and crush this number. But I do think, uh, for the game, I think he'll finish under it, um, but that's just a lean. Yeah, no, I, I agree that you're making it a lean. Uh, I was going to say my only problem with betting smart unders is that he can hit four threes in a row at any yeah. given fucking time. Like you said, uh, he's such an explosive player. Um, 
that when he gets hot, you you can't touch him. And, you know, you're fucked if you bet his under. So that's – I like that play. I like that it's a lead and not a full unit play. Uh, you know, if somebody has a fucking metric out there that proves it, then then that would be – I'd like that a lot better. But, you know, Smart's just too explosive to kind of, yeah. you know, key in on his under here. Um, I got one final play in this game, and that's the first half over 100. That's my possible lean as well. I got That's my one lean in this play – or in this game, sorry – I really think that both teams are settled in now, um, both offensively and defensively. But I think that based on how the game went Tuesday night, um, I, I see the same thing happening again. I see both teams kind of getting off to a hot start. I see the role players of the Heat also getting off to a better start and just the Heat in general. Uh, I think I like like I said, I don't see a reason why the Celts can't have the same output as last game offensively. Uh, and I do think the Heat will play a little better to start. They you know didn't play great. Um, and it, and it kind of scrapped to go over last time, uh, but it was so low that it really didn't matter. So I, I think this game goes over again. Uh, just like, you know, we like the full game over. I like the first half over too. Yeah. Uh, I do, uh, like you said, with my lean, I, I like that that's a lean too, because the heat, uh, like just the way these teams play defense, sometimes at the start of games, people come out flat, um, you know, aren't quite warmed up yet so maybe they're missing shots um so i i could see it going either way but yeah i i would say it's more likely to go over to 100 is a, a very low number yeah you know both teams are really good defensively but you know i i think they're really they're both teams are rolling offensively too um you know and when, when the team when the teams like this get in a groove offensively it's really hard to get them out of it uh the Celts kind of figured out the heat defense a little bit and whether Spolstra is going to make some defensive adjustments, he obviously will. But will it be enough to slow down the Celtics? I, I'm really not sure. Um, but I think the Heat will play better offensively, which is also why I like the over, because I, I see the Celtics doing the same thing. Uh, but I will see the Heat getting off to a better start than uh, how they did on Tuesday. So, yeah, that's going to be that. When we come back, we're going to go over our MLB plays for today. Um, in any, any, any NHL or other plays across the sports world that we have. So, yeah, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. So now we're going to dive into some MLB plays. Um, not a huge MLB slate today, but big enough to, to get some plays on the board. Why don't you start, Jordan? What do you like? What's your first play? All right, yeah, so uh, this is – I'm going to make this my play of the day. My favorite play is over eight and a half in the Sox versus Mariners game. And – the reasoning is there's a, a massive uh, money disparity here. So there's 58% of the bets on the under and 78% of money on the over. Um, so obviously what that tells you is that's sharp money. Uh, Vegas also moved the odds for the over from plus 100 to minus 120, despite having more uh, bets on the under. So Vegas uh, does not want you to take this over, uh, which is exactly why I'm taking it. Um, the only thing I'll say is the reason uh, there is 58% of the bets on the under is because both pitchers are playing really well. Uh, Kirby has a 0.9 ERA and Hill has a 2.89 ERA. So both pitching really well. But despite that, I'm going to put my money where the sharps are. And that's the over. Yeah, I, I also think that the Sox bats have figured something out. Uh, we saw last night they put up five runs. Um you know, and Pavetta finally pitched a gem, which kind of fucked me because I had that over too. Usually Pavetta gives up one inning where he gets shelled. But no, I, you know, that's neither here nor there. The Sox bats have figured something out. 
uh, and especially they're at home. Um, you know, the pitchers are pitching well, but I think Rich Hill is vulnerable to giving up some really big innings. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Sox bats are capable of putting up uh, runs as well. So I definitely, definitely like that. I'm going to add that to my card to make it my respect bet because that's your play of the day. Nice. Moving on to my it. first play, uh, which is my play of the day, is Guardians money line. Um, I like this for a couple of reasons. I'm a big fan of Cal Quantrill, uh, the Cleveland Guardians pitcher for today. Uh, this game was supposed to be played last night, got postponed to today. Uh, we look at the distribution here. We got 76% of the bets on the Cleveland Guardians money line, which is minus 130, by the way, or minus 131, somewhere around there on your on your uh, local book. And 94% of the money is on Cleveland Guardians money line, and 6% of the money is on the Reds money line. Um, the Reds are really struggling as a franchise. I know Justin took them last time, and they ended up winning the game. But – or I believe they lost, actually, sorry. But they – you know, the Reds are not a great franchise, and they're not really motivated to win, um, especially on the road. They're kind of just showing up and playing baseball games at this point. Uh, Cal Quantrill is definitely good enough to to pitch a gem, and I, and I think he will today. Uh, I think he locks down the Reds and uh, takes care of business at home. But, yeah, that's going to be – my play of the day. Nice. Um, okay, so I also, uh, in the Red Sox-Mariners game, I'm going to give you a lean, which is the Mariners, unfortunately, because we're Red Sox fans. But uh, there's some slight reverse line movement here with uh, 65% of bets on the Sox, and they went from minus 135 to minus 130. Um, so I think uh, Vegas is begging you to take the Sox here. Um they're not begging you, but they're fine with you taking the Sox, which is why uh, I'm leaning Mariners in that game. Uh, yeah, that's just the lean, though, because like Butsy said, the Sox uh, do seem to have figured something out offensively. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I also think that the the um, the Red Sox are still the Red Sox. So they, you know, as the, we believe that they figured something out, they can also show up today and not get a fucking hit. Um, you know, their, their record is terrible. So it's, you know, whenever you bet on the socks, it's kind of, it's kind of risky. Um, but then moving on to my second MLB play, I got a little parlay, a little two teamer again, like I promised my two teamer is Yankees money line and the Mets money line. So a little subway, little subway series parlay for you guys. Uh, the Mets are squaring up against, uh, the Cardinals today. Um, they won last night. We got Bassett on the mound today. Bassett's four and two with a two, three, four ERA. Um, Hudson's pitching for the Cardinals. He's pretty good. Three and two with a three ERA. Uh, just the Mets at home. I really just love the Mets at home period. Uh, you know, me, big Mets fan. Uh, and the Yankees, we got Montgomery on the mound against, uh, who's owned one with a three ERA and Zimmerman who's two and two with a two, seven, three ERA. The Yankees have been, you know, fucking dominating the Orioles all series long. Um, and I don't see that changing. I think the Yankees can take care of business against the Orioles today. Montgomery's a good pitcher. Uh, the Orioles kind of stink. They're 14 and 24. So I, I believe that the Yankees can just finish out this series strong. And I think the Mets can take care of business after dominating last night too. Nice. I like it. I like the uh, Subway Series parlay. Yeah. Um, okay. So my last pick of the day is actually not exactly my pick. Uh, this is a pick from a guy that I tail almost every day. Uh, his name's Ryan Bender. Um, Butsy's obviously heard of him. We, we talk about this guy a lot. He's a professional sports better. Uh, this guy just knows what he's doing. He's 69 and 39 in the year 2022. 
And his pick today is the Padres, and I really like this play um, for a couple reasons. So uh, the Padres started at plus 105, and I just locked them in at even. Um, I think that my line actually might move a little more. I could see it at minus 105. Um, and there's also a good money distribution here. So 54% of the bets are on the Padres, but they have 58% of the money, which is, again, an indication of sharp money. So, like I said, not my pick, but this guy's a pro. I trust him a lot, and also I, I love the reasoning behind this one. So Padres, money line is my last pick. We can't say enough good things about Bender. Um, he's he's helped us through a lot. You know, basically, if you blindly take his free plays, Jordan, what's the record? 69 and 39 in 2022. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. The guy is the guy is lights out. Uh, he does have a service where he offers a masterclass uh, where he puts out a full card every single day. Uh, it's $100 a month if any of you guys are interested. I don't know why I'm promoting Bender here. But uh, I think it's because he's made me so much money. Um, his free plays are unbelievable. I believe prior to yesterday, he hit 11 of his last 12. Yeah. So that's, like that's that. pretty fucking ridiculous. The runs this guy goes on is, is crazy. But no, I, I obviously like the Padres. If he likes the Padres, it's one of those things. Uh, the reasoning is good. He always provides great reasoning behind his picks. So, yeah, I think that uh, sums up our baseball segment. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to wrap the podcast up, uh, talk about what we're looking forward to, and um, maybe possibly recap the Warriors-Mavericks game too because that that got really fucking messy last night, right? Yeah. Um, so let's let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll wrap it up. And we're back. So we're going to wrap up the podcast today by talking about the Warriors game last night. Um, I know Justin, if Justin were here, he'd be, he would be wearing the I told you so hat. He said, I could see this game getting out of hand. And, and it got messy. I mean, that game got really fucking messy. Um, however, on the positive side, both of our Justin and I's um, player props hit. I had Draymond over seven and a half points. He got to 10. Justin had Wiggins over 15 and a half points. I believe he got to 17 or 18. 19. So yeah, 19. There you go. So uh, Jordan, what, you know, what went wrong for the Mavericks? You know, because five and a um, half, like Warriors murdered it. I mean, honestly, that, uh, yeah, that spread was a really good pick for, um, because I think this was kind of predictable. The Mavs throughout these playoffs have really struggled in game ones. Also in their losses, they, they tend to get blown out. Um, they don't, when they lose, they don't really lose close games. So I think that was a good pick. Um, I don't know what it is with them in game ones. They just, they need time to adjust to things and obviously playing at golden state is a really tough place to play. So very good pick. Yeah. I, I don't really understand how you can give, um, I think, I think this spread has a little bit of a recency bias to it. Um, you know, coming off of an insane series win against the Suns, whether, you know, we can argue whether the Suns stunk or whether it was the Mavs greatness. Um, but I do believe it was a bit of an overreaction. I don't really understand how the Warriors get blown up by 40, show up next game, and the Grizzlies are getting eight and a half. And then, you know, just because Western Conference Finals, they feel like they need to make the, the spread five and a half. I feel like this game was really was really predictable. Um, I think it was a it was a public game for sure. It's always people always love betting on the Warriors because of how explosive and fun to watch they are. Um, but the thing is with the with the Warriors, they you know they're they're sporadic. They're very they're you know more than ever now they're very sporadic. Um, so I think Vegas was trying to cover their asses if the Warriors didn't show up. But you know, like you said, the Mavericks have a history of not showing up in Game One, so making the spread at five and a half was a little too small. 
Um, and if you jumped on that, you you didn't really have to sweat it out. They were up nine, I believe, at half, and then obviously won the game by almost 30 points. So they, you know, I, I'm interested to see what the spreads can open at next game. I think it's already open at six and a half, um, which which I believe is right. You know, obviously they blew them up by 30, jumping up a point. But I don't. I still don't think it's enough. Um, I think the Mavericks are going to play better, but I don't know if they're going to cover that. You know, that six and a half number, Jordan. Yeah, I think uh, Luca played one of his worst games we've seen from him in the playoffs. Uh, and I know uh, they were all talking up Wiggins and Looney playing great defense, which they did. But at some point, uh, that's not going to matter, and Luca's just going to be Luca. Um, I don't think he's going to play that bad again. I w- I would still lean the Warriors here though because um, like game one. Like the Mavs don't make adjustments usually uh, until game three. So I would still lean the Warriors there. And then game three, I would not be afraid at all to take Dallas already. I, I don't know what the spread is. I don't know what the line is, but just uh, with their history, these playoffs, uh, I would, I would think if they lose game two, they'll probably be favored in game three. Yeah. It's a must win game for Dallas. Game three is um, obviously you can't go down three Oh, in any, in any series, especially the conference finals, and especially against this Warriors team. Uh, I said this the other day on the podcast, on the first podcast. I said the Warriors are back. I really believe that the Warriors are 2016 Warriors. Um, I think they're a little more sporadic uh, when it comes to shooting and, you know, whether they – how hot they get or how cold they get. You know, you would never see the 2016 Warriors get blown out by 40 by a superstarless role-playing, you know, Grizzlies team or anything like that. But – I, you know, the Warriors are finding themselves more and more every game um, and really getting back to their old ways. Draymond's being Draymond. Um, Steph's being Steph. And Steph is just, he's been ridiculous to watch. Um, I took the first half under last night live at 96 and a half. And Steph just hit, you know, a ridiculous moving three off balance. Didn't even have time to set his feet, catch the basketball, look at the rim. Uh, the guy's fucking ridiculous. And Clay, uh, when he's on, he's on. Uh, there's, there's no other, you know, he's one of the best shooters ever. Uh, probably top five or definitely top five. So, you know, when he's on, he's not missing. So with that being said, the Warriors six and a half, I, I, I'm already starting to lean towards it. I, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if it bumps up to seven or even seven and a half. Uh, according to Bleacher Report right now, uh, you know, 75% of the bets are on the Warriors minus six and a half. Uh, totals at 214, Jordan. Um, I think that's a pretty accurate total for this game. What do you think? Super Super interesting because Dallas just put up 87 and the Warriors uh, like locked down their entire team. I don't see Dallas uh, scoring over 100 again. I, I could see him at 95 or so, uh, 98. But I, I think that goes under because of I think Dallas is going to struggle again in Golden State. Uh, and Golden State's just clicking right now on defense as well. Uh, Wiggins playing great. Draymond, obviously. Um I think, honestly, it could be a pretty similar game to game one. I could see Warriors winning by 10, um, you know, 105 to 95, something like that. So I, I would go under there. Yeah, I, I think that's a great play, too. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to wait to see what the lines do. Uh, make sure to follow our Twitter at the Gamble Couch one You know, we had to shorten the username for, for, for you know, restrictions reasons. However... Um, yeah, no, I, this game is going to be interesting because it's it's really all on Luka, right? You know, you're kind of betting on Luka if you bet on the Mavericks or you're betting on Luka when you're betting the over too because Mavericks offense really runs through Luka and relies on Luka to, to either play make and put up points. 
So if he's off, then then the under is going to cash and uh, the Warriors are going to the Warriors are going to win. Um, it's pretty it's pretty simple when you dial it, you know, dumb it down like that. Um, I'm going to give a hockey play tonight. Fuck it. Um, you know, I, I thought we were done, but I, I was looking at this play and I and I really like it. So I'm going to go Lightning Panthers over six and a half. Um, I took that under last game. It was at seven. Paid a little bit of juice for it at minus one thirty five, but it cashed pretty easily for one. I don't think the Panthers fucking score one goal at home in a game two. So, uh, you know, I think the Lightning can score a few. Uh, two-time defending world champions, they're, they're bound to score a couple. But I think the Panthers can put up a lot of goals this game. Uh, I took the under last game. I'm going over this game. Vegas adjusted it to uh, six and a half. But, you know, I, that's my that is my hockey play to wrap up the podcast. Jordan, you got anything else to say? Uh. Last thing I'll say, uh, my action is Dire J one two three six one two underscore. If you guys want to follow me, um, see my picks, we can ride together. So thank you for having me. Yeah, no, of course, always. Uh, Jordan will be on frequently um, on certain segments to give out his plays. So obviously, make sure to follow us on the Gambling Couch, uh, us on Action at the Gambling Couch, uh, at the Gambling Couch thirty three. That is. Make sure to follow Justin on the game. Uh, Justin on action. Make sure to follow Jordan on action. We'll follow you back. Follow the TikTok at the Gambling Couch. All the socials will be in the description down below. Uh, with that being said, thank you all for listening. And um, make sure to follow the Twitter because we'll be posting updates on there. Uh, any last-minute plays, wins, losses, stuff like that. So make sure to follow us on all the socials. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Take care, guys.